Hi, my name's Katie Grigg, and welcome to another episode of Wicked Good Development, where we talk shop with OSS innovators, experts in the industry, and dig into what's happening in the developer community. For today's episode, we're meeting with Brian Fox, CTO and co-founder of Sonatype, who's actually here today to continue the conversation around the 2022 State of the Software Supply Chain Report. So Brian, before we get into it, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what lens you're bringing to today's conversation? Yeah, so I'm the co-founder and CTO here at Sonatype. I've been involved in open source software for 15 years, well, longer than 15 years now at this point, <laughs> um, on the Apache Maven side. And, and I'm also uh, currently a governing board member of the Open Source uh, Security Foundation. Fantastic. So let's dive in. For the second year in a row, I've noticed that we've done some analysis on ways we can really do a better job with dependency management. Can you talk us through what you found? Yeah, so I think traditionally that we've seen people landing in two polar opposites of strategies for how they manage it. There's one that we call living in disarray, which is they're making inconsistent decisions. They're not updating their dependencies consistently when they do. Sometimes they're making updates, but they update inexplicably to versions that have vulnerabilities or other problems. Um, on the polar opposite side of that are, are companies that are trying to, you know, do some form of evergreening, which would look like uh, tools that submit a pull request every single time a new version comes out. What we found through uh, a lot of the research and analysis is that living on the bleeding edge, you know, updating every single time a new version comes out is is probably not the most efficient way to solve this problem because, uh, well, one, you put yourself, uh, you know, it's called the bleeding edge for a reason, right? And each new version might have problems. Uh, uh, a new version might be might have malware in it if it was recently over overtaken or something weird like that. But it just might have bugs that people haven't figured out. And using some of the analysis, we found that a slightly more intelligent algorithm can be used to ensure that you're not necessarily sitting on the bleeding edge, but that you're still current enough that upgrades to a more recent version are in fact easy because that's the problem. If you're not staying current, you eventually fall behind and then the tech debt makes it hard for you to update, especially if you're trying to do so in a hurry when there's a vulnerability. So if you take a look at the details of the report, um, there's way more than, uh, than I can walk through here, but it, it kind of gives uh, a good heuristic that you can take a look at to understand how you can live what we call close to the edge. Um, which we, we believe is, uh, is an optimal approach. And there's even some calculations in here that show how avoiding lots of potentially needless updates can save you money. Hey, and it would also save you some time. <laughs> time is money. That's where, that's where we get to the money figure. <laughs> exactly. So the other statistic that I was kind of looking at in this section was it's pretty shocking, some of the statistics between consumer versus maintainer behavior. Can you yeah. kind of walk me through what those statistics revealed? Yeah. So this is one that I've been preaching for a long time, and it's it's nice to have some data to to really support what we what we've you know always believed to be true. But we analyzed all of the downloads of vulnerable uh, components, so all downloads uh, from Maven Central of things that were vulnerable. What we found is that at the time they were downloaded, ninety six percent of those were of things that had a fix available already. So 96% of the consumption of vulnerable download, vulnerable components are basically avoidable because there was a thing that already had that fix in it. And so, you know, we, we think this statistic is shocking. I've known that this problem existed. I wouldn't have even guessed that it was 96% of the time. 
Um, and, and in the report, we also provide some comparisons of customers that use tools like the tools that we provide um, to actually ma proactively manage their portfolio and understand organizationally what, what the bill of materials are for all of their components. And we've noticed that uh, those tools provide a minimum of about 23% improvement in the time to uh, respond to these these types of attacks, and and we even you know do a case study about Apache Blog for J, and we had uh, one instance you know where we had a customer that was able to remediate a portfolio of over four thousand applications. They did it in three days because they had tooling in place to immediately be able to respond to this problem, and that's contrasted with uh, the fact that as of today, um, and has been true for the last basically nine months, the world is still consuming at a rate of 38% the vulnerable versions of uh, Log4j, right? So you're talking remediating within three days or, or not remediating at all being the difference between having tooling to help you manage this across your organization. So again, details of that uh, are in the report. I, I'd really encourage you to dig in and, and take a look. Well, Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and chat with me today about this section of the State of the Software Supply Chain Report. You guys heard it here first. Go check it out. Figure out what you think of the statistics for yourself and really learn how you can save your own time, money, and hassle. 